Hey everybody, Aaron here. Just wanted to jump in before the show. We are right at the end of the year. I'm literally recording this with a few hours left. It's maybe two hours till the East Coast New Year, so about 7 p.m., Pacific Standard Time on December 31st, 2023, and I wanted to just, for posterity's sake, make a little greeting here, and just a thank you for listening to all the shows this year, and I may not know who you all are, you may not have identified yourself, but I can certainly see that somebody's clicking download and listening to at least some of it, and won't get into this rant, but their metrics on podcasts are pretty amazingly undeveloped compared with the rest of the internet and data and the web. So it's fun to work in this medium a lot. I know I'm not doing the usual video stuff, but you may have noticed on our Instagram that Eric, a regular and team member for ETM, has put an awesome video together about AI. And so we have been discussing how we can take these bigger concepts of tech and do some cooler videos, which, you know, gives people that bite-sized taste. And I think there's a much bigger audience for that. Certainly that will not change the audio-only format. I think there's something really fun and special about laying things out and really going into to it a little deeper and that was always my thought with this was not necessarily trying to be a Joe Rogan going like three hours but I think there is certainly precedent to talk about certain pieces of tech for an hour hour and a half maybe not too much longer per session because I definitely don't think I want to be known as the three-hour podcast dude I think sort of enough time to draw things out but also don't go too crazy right I think that's certainly the balance we've been playing with here at ETM but Like I said, wanted to just thank you, uh, close out the year. I'm also really liking finding some of these more positive niches just in time for a nice tone to be set for 2024. So again, going to make efforts to connect with everybody a lot more next year, maybe do some events. There's a lot of great people that I think everyone would benefit from meeting. So whether it's virtually in the metaverse or in person, I am looking forward to connecting with some of you hopefully soon. So have a great rest of your 2023. Some of you might even be partying right now as I speak. And the rest of you at home enjoying yourselves. I am right there with you and I will see you in 2024. Welcome to Emerging Tech Mastery, a show that demystifies cutting-edge technology like cryptocurrency, the blockchain, metaverse, NFTs, virtual reality, the maker movement, artificial intelligence, machine learning, cloud, edge, and even fog computing. Strap in as we ride into the fourth industrial revolution. Emerging Tech Mastery provides actionable knowledge, regardless of skill level, from experts in the trenches. We piece together this intel in easy-to-consume media formats, processes, and procedures. See you in the future. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Emerging Tech Mastery. I'm your host, Aaron Mungle. And on this episode, we wanted to do a continuation of our discussion from the last episode, which was six ways to use tech for good. 
and we decided that we wanted to continue the exploration of real-world examples of technology used for social good. So here we are. We came across a paper by McKinsey, the well-known consultancy called Tech for Good, Smoothing Disruption, Improving Well-Being. This paper covers topics like the core definitions of technology and well-being, how to measure the impact of technology, challenges, and an overview of various concrete use cases of technology. There's a lot of great facts and figures to support this discussion, and it inspired several of the examples we're about to share. So let's get into it. Eight examples of how to use tech for good. So this might seem a little bit obvious, but creating community around tech for good is our number one. And that's exactly what an organization with that name does, founded by Ellen Ward and Myrin Murray in Dublin, Ireland. Their group encourages people of all skills to take back their technological power in an open and inclusive environment. This tech for good theme is a really great prompt to gather around considering it brings people that have a different philosophy of how to use the tools. And as we will learn, it's not what you do with the tools, it's how you use them. It doesn't mean that you need to have the most expensive or top tier tools. You can actually move mountains with very modest tech, kind of like us doing this podcast on the Raspberry Pi. So that to us is a very accessible concept to tech is making it accessible and making the uh, opportunity to use it more available. Number two, mixed reality or XR gives producers the opportunity to give audiences socially impactful and visceral experiences. So XR, known as extended reality, is now absorbing all the realities. You have augmented reality, you have virtual reality. Now with the addition of spatial audio, we have the opportunity to use these rich media platforms, mediums, and technologies to inform and transform viewers. What I mean by that is it's one thing to read about problems in another country or even in our own country or community, but it's a whole nother level to see things currently with video. So imagine now increasing the experience through virtual reality, augmented reality, and use of spatial audio, which brings these visual media experiences more to life. We have a huge opportunity to use those mediums for good and really project the right images to others. This could be something like showing problems in a community that are hard to see and really bringing the viewers closer to that, sometimes creating an extremely emotional experience. So there is a huge chance to use these mediums for good, and it would be great if people that have the tech for good philosophy, perhaps like some of the members of the group we mentioned earlier, would be such a powerful thing for the world. Number three, AI and education helps teachers do more with less. Teachers can be freed up from administrative tasks with AI. And then on the flip side, they can use chatbots to increase interaction and engagements with students. This allows them to do less of the menial tasks that bog them down and increase the time spent with students. 
being able to use AI, artificial intelligence, is the perfect way to leverage time in a way that allows teachers to do more thanks to the technology. Number four, telehealth and medtech reduce inpatient service by 50%. There was an example shared in the paper I mentioned earlier in India where they reduced in-person visits by 50% and saved over $4 billion. Now, in a world where healthcare is well known for high costs and inefficiencies, this new direction could bring in a whole new era of operations making services and outcomes better, more efficient, and ultimately increasing life expectancy for humans. Number five. Banking the 5 billion unbanked. This means bringing financial services to most of the world who still do not have bank accounts. The craziest part, more people have cell phones than running water. This means things like mobile banking and currencies, <clears throat> crypto, could bring in a lot of new users fast. Considering that people already have the phones in their hands, this means that transformation could happen extremely fast. And there's even discussion of leapfrogging in places like Africa, which means that people may completely and entirely skip the sort of desktop mainframe server phase as far as users go. So no one's going to have a big box in their house. Instead, they will have very efficient and optimized mobile technology that now has the bandwidth and internet services to support it. So we kind of have a whole new era of users as well as what they can do and how they can move these trends along, possibly dwarfing what we've seen in the past. Number six, AI traffic management reduces pollution and traffic. Now there is an estimated three to 15% reduction in air pollution from these new AI systems. Again, per that paper I mentioned before. And we already have AI, artificial intelligence, used heavily for airports and air travel, which helps avoid costly delays and losses from being inefficient. This will be a key to maintain bigger and bigger infrastructures moving forward. As cities grow, there will be more people and more traffic. Even here in the US, smaller population states have experienced an influx after the pandemic due to people moving outside of their community and original home where they grew up in. This is in great part due to remote work kicking in. So now you have more people moving to places that didn't have as many people. So the ability to manage growth quickly in perhaps places that we're not expecting growth. Think about things like highways and roads and things that need to be expanded to account for demand that may not have been accounted for. We'll need things like AI to help them predict what is happening, who's going where, and frankly, what are the needs of the infrastructure? So similar to the mention of air travel, this will now apply to any travel, traveling through a city, small towns, rural America, or even other countries as well, where there's way bigger populations in much smaller spaces. Okay, number seven, cloud computing facilitates remote job accessibility for negatively impacted social groups. This could range from the disabled and invalid to the LGBTQ+, to women and people of color. 
social reputation based barriers from traditional onboarding methods to jobs are being upended as people find new ways and venues to work. No longer will only the hiring manager or the manager or some other hoops that need to be jumped through will be the main way to do things. There will be other ways to get work. Look at things like Uber or DoorDash or Lyft, where you can basically sign up through an app. And yes, there are hoops to jump through, but they pretty much do not involve humans. It really involves you submitting paperwork to the app. And then perhaps there is a person that's checking the backlog. However, I would not be surprised if a lot of that process is also automated. So there's really a powerful way to not only bring in underserved markets of people that have historically had trouble finding work for various reasons. Well, now the computers are actually going to help. So this is a refreshing and welcomed outcome for people that have not been able to participate in society the way many of us that do have those abilities to climb those ladders or get onboarded into more traditional jobs have been able to. Okay, last but certainly not least, ag tech combines industrial tools and feeding the world. It's no surprise that industrial agriculture needs an upgrade, both from a fossil fuel and chemical use standpoint. That's why there's great promise and opportunity for new ventures to do one of our most important activities, feeding ourselves. Now, if you listen to our ag tech episode, which highly recommend if you haven't, there are some incredible new things out there. You have things like robots that are weeding using lasers and heat. You have an electric backhoe. And I know electric is certainly not a panacea, but if there is an opportunity to operate industrial equipment using electric, that's pretty cool and powerful. Not to mention these laser robotic AI-based harvesting and weeding robots may just eliminate the use of harmful chemicals, which are harming our soil and leaking into groundwater and harming the environment. So it bodes very well for this sector and niche because there's so many opportunities for all of us to feed ourselves using new tech, whether it's countertop essential oil makers or being able to grow food or actually doing commercial and industrial farming with better tools that reduce the need for fossil fuels and chemicals. That about does it for this run. I know that was super quick. There's so much more to cover. There's so many more examples. So you can really at this point expect this topic and prompt to be a bit of a series. So you can expect further examples to be covered and there's so much more to talk about. So definitely look for that. But a big, huge thank you to all the organizations like McKinsey and Tech for Good, just all the people dedicated to bringing more positive philosophies and outcomes to the use of technology. It's so important to not just look at the solutions and perhaps tech for tech's sake, but actually having really powerful and well thought through outcomes and purposes for the use of technology. And I think feeding ourselves and the world in more efficient and environmentally friendly ways is at the top of the list. So 
it's really amazing all the work that's out there. So many more positive philosophies to come as well as more tech. Thanks for listening and I will be seeing you in the future.